0: Welcome, Bankless Nation, to this edition of State of the Nation. Today, I'm without my fearless partner, Ryan. He has gone on vacation. The AI is powered down. Yet, like all episodes on Bankless, we persist nonetheless. Today on the show, we're bringing on Hayden Adams. He's gonna be the second time he's ever been on Bankless, and the first time that we've ever done a live stream with him. And Uniswap just announced something. If you go search the interwebs, that announcement just came out. They announced something. Uh, And it does indeed include the word airdrop, but no, it is not the UNI token. Uh, So we're going to go into all those details. It is no, here's a small hint, there's no coincidence that it's happening during the week of NFT NYC. Uh, So uh, we're going to talk about everything that's going on over on the Uniswap Lab side of things. And also, I just want to pick his brain as an OG DeFi founder that built something really, really cool in the 2019-2020 bear market that exploded in 2021. Uh, I want to pick his brain about how he's feeling in the, in the world of crypto at this present moment and what he's thinking about. But of course, we're going to dive down the rabbit hole of what the hell is up with uh, what's going on over there at Uniswap Labs and what they're up to over there. Because they're doing something cool. Uh, it might, it might, change, um, might surprise a few of the listeners who are tapping into this uh, live stream right now. And thank you for all the listeners who are tapping into the live stream. Make sure to like and subscribe because that is how you get notified of all the alpha and watch all the cool stuff that's going on around the Bankless Nation and around the crypto universe. This, of course, is the State of the Nation. It comes at you every Tuesday where we cover the news and weekly events and news cycle events that go on in this crazy world that we call crypto. And before I ask myself what the State of the Nation is, because Ryan's not here to ask it for me, we got to talk about one of our friends and sponsors. uh, Guys. I gotta ask myself, what is the state of the nation? Because the state of the nation is we are back on the frontier. Uh, Uniswap, uh, the beloved DeFi app, uh, Uniswap Labs, going in a slightly different direction this week uh, in in the world of DeFi and getting into something a, a, perhaps a little bit unexpected. And you guys probably have hinted, gotten the hint that since it's going on during NFT, NYC, it might be something NFT based. Uh, and so we are back on the frontier. We are in the bear market. We are in the build market. And people are expanding their products and expanding their horizons into new frontiers. Uh, and so... <laughs> David what is the it say to the nation then they say to the nation is we are back on the frontier So guys, I'm gonna go get Hayden Adams We're gonna bring him live right after we get to some of these fantastic sponsors that make the show possible All right bankless nation I am pleased to bring back on Hayden Adams the inventor of the Uniswap protocol and CEO of Uniswap labs Like many of us, Hayden got into the crypto industry by being convinced by one of his friends to get into crypto. So he does the ritual rite of passage by buying the top of 2017 uh, and wrote it all the way down. Uh, And then during the bear market, instead of leaving this industry, Hayden did something cool, which was invented Uniswap. Hayden has been on the podcast just once before, uh, and now he's back to debut something pretty damn cool. Hayden, welcome back to the show, my man.
1: Uh, Thanks so much for having me.
0: Of course, of course. And before we get into the detail and the alpha and the announcement that's coming out of Uniswap Labs, I just want to do like a quick feelings check-in just because like, I think, that's kind of what everyone's really looking for. Ether price, Bitcoin price, crypto prices stabilized. We're not for at least seven days. So like maybe we're feeling a little bit good, but a lot of people are overall like down bad. Uh, and this was both you and I, like uh, you know, like I said, the rite of passage into the crypto world for us. So as somebody who has been through the bear market uh, and bought the top of 2017 and wrote it all the way down, like overall just feelings check in. How are you feeling right now?
1: Is is down in the markets, but I say that you know, I I guess the way that I view it is markets go up up and down really fast, Um, and they sort of but they sort of still oscillate around this like fundamental value that's being built, Uh, and you know what's been so exciting is over the past three years, uh, you know since since the last time around, there's just been this like steady progress of new projects and value that's being built and developed, and so you know I I think that we, we saw this last time around with the ICO boom. Where there was this massive amount, you know, everything went up a huge amount, and everything went down a huge amount. Uh, but out of all of that was some new fundamental technologies that were being built uh, and developed. Uh, a lot of the even like the early ICOs funded a lot of the early work into DeFi, and then in the out of the uh, 2018 bear market, uh, you know, we had all these different projects, MakerDAO, Uniswap, Compound, that were built and launched, uh, and that helped set the stage for the next, you know, for the next round uh, of, of new projects. And uh, you know, so we we definitely have. Uh, maybe the thing that's most different this time around is that there does seem to be, it used to be that crypto, like everything, the the thing that affected the crypto market was always things that were happening in crypto. Um, and I think something that's a little bit different this time around is that there does seem to be some element of like macro uh, effects as well, where crypto now has maybe grown to be big enough that it's affected by things that happen, uh, you know, around it in the world. Uh, but you know, to me. Something that's really exciting about these times. Uh, one way that I think about it is that, you know, the pro- any project can do well uh, when everything is is rampant speculation and you know, when everything is up. Um, and then I think what happens in the bear markets is the projects that do well are the projects that have the most fundamental value and and uh, you know real use case. Um, and so I think bear markets are real time for discovering, you know, what is really working, what was what just seemed like it was working and wasn't actually working. Um, and you know, out of that, we'll be able to develop the next set of use cases and, and the next uh, set of projects that that you know will set the stage for, for Web three in the future.
0: And you know, judging by how Uniswap Labs is making announcements and just knowing you as a person, it doesn't really sound like you're going anywhere doing this bear market. You're gonna you're gonna stick it out and, and wait until the next bull run.
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny because I mean, not, I mean you know, people, a lot of people are new to the space. Um, and so definitely people will reach out and be like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> you know, for us, right, we're, you know, we're building for the long term. We're, you know, we're here because we see the fundamental value and promise of this technology. And, you know, I think we're still very much in the early days of, of the, uh, you know, the projects and the value that we built. Um, so we're definitely not going anywhere. Uh, we definitely have a lot that we're working on. You know, some things being announced today. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other things probably being announced later this summer. So we have a lot going on. Um, you know, our team has grown a huge amount. Uh, when we launched V3, we were about 12 people. So when we launched V1, we, uh, it was one person. V2 was four people. V3 was 12 people. And today we're about, uh, uh, well, post, uh, you know, the announcement today, about 85. So our team has grown a lot. We're we're parallel processing some stuff. Um, yeah, we're, we're really pumped and excited. You can see this is all right. This is our Soho office. You can see a lot of people here hanging out, having a good time.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is that's that's pretty, pretty damn good growth. Uh, does that 85 number, as crypto prices go down, does that 85 number of, of you know, heads that you have to employ, does that number scare you or are you feeling good about that?
1: I, I think that you know, we're, we're feeling quite good about our positioning today. Um, yeah. I, I'd say that we didn't grow too fast and we're definitely slowing down a little bit now. We had, we had a big growth spurt, but we had a lot we wanted to build. And we're working on right now and so uh you know we have we definitely have plenty of runway to build through the through the bear market and you know um we're probably not gonna grow to like 300 you know we're gonna we, we're gonna slow down our hiring um for sure uh but uh yeah no, no issues on our end there
0: slow down the hiring but not end the hiring i love the sound of that uh uniswap yes. still still hiring some people here and there um One thing that uh, I, uh, as uh, listeners that have paid attention, I have made my way over to to New York, Williamsburg, and so I actually got to take a peek around the office uh, a week ago, that's where we chatted and I got a little bit about the details that we're about to release today. And so from my perspective of things, this is just the first of a number of things that is being uh, worked on at Uniswap Labs. That uh, we'll g- about to get into that announcement shortly. Um, but just uh, from my perspective, like Uniswap Labs is going in a handful of different directions, not just not just one different direction. And let's let's actually talk about um, Uniswap Labs. Uh, you you want to say something? Go for it.
1: I, I just you know the, I'd say that we are working on a number of different different things at once, but it's all with sort of a, a clear unified you know vision and mission. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, and something that we're working towards. And I'd say as the different pieces come out, it will sort of start to come together, Um, uh, yeah.
0: Cool, so we're, we're getting okay. some breadcrumbs, we're getting some puzzle pieces, we're gonna unveil the first puzzle piece today. And over time, as more and more puzzle pieces become clear, we're gonna be able to map them together and see what the hell is going on over at Uniswap Labs. And the, the last topic I wanna get through before we actually talk about, I'm teasing the hell out of the Bankless Nation right now. The last topic I wanna get to before we get to the actual information that got released is Uniswap Labs versus Uniswap Protocol. Can you explain the difference between these two things? Uh, who is leading the progress of the Uniswap, the protocol, and who is leading the progress of Uniswap Labs? Because you're saying, you've said a lot of we, right? Like Uniswap started at one person and then Uniswap V2 started at at four people. Uniswap V3 had 12 people and now you're at 80 people. You said we a lot, who's we? And like, how do we think about the differences between Uniswap Labs and Uniswap Protocol?
1: That's a really good uh, question. uh, And I hope it will be very clarifying is, um, so Uniswap Labs is a company, we're a software development company, uh, product development company, um, and the Uniswap protocol is a decentralized protocol for exchanging, uh, you know, tokens on Ethereum and on other uh, and other EVM chains. Um, so you know, much the way that uh, the Ethereum Foundation or, or, or Consensus uh, does not, you know, unilaterally control the Ethereum network, uh, you know, the Uniswap protocol is decentralized. Uh, where we're kind of like the Satoshi or the Vitalik of the uh, of the Uniswap protocol in that you know we helped. I mean, we, we may. I mean, myself and other people at the company helped create the protocol. Uh, but you know, it's it's highly decentralized. It runs on its own. It uh, you know piggybacks off the decentralization of, of Ethereum and other blockchains, um, and you know allows people to trade tokens with each other peer to peer. There's of course also the UniToken and the Uniswap governance system. Uh, so you know, way back in in DeFi summer, there you know one of the the ideas and, and values that came out was community ownership and community participation, um, and and you know having giving you know communities and early participants uh, you know, almost like a say, and, and uh, part of the direction of of you know uh, decentralized platforms and projects, and so you know the uni token and uh, the Uniswap governance system uh, is is really you know meant to be. A, a system that exists around the Uniswap protocol, governing the Uniswap protocol and you know, overseeing its, its direction. Um, and you know, maybe even when we speak about decentralization, there's a lot of different types of decentralization. Um, to me, you know, the, the uh, most decentralized thing right, is something that is automated and autonomous and can run on its own without any governance required. Um, and so that's why you know, the vast majority of, of the Uniswap protocol's functionality and functions Uh, don't require any active governance. Um, And so, you know, people can add liquidity and trade against each other. And uh, there's no sort of unilateral ability for governance to prevent that or uh, to control that. Um, But when it comes to, you know, future growth and development and uh, funding an ecosystem of projects uh, around it, uh, you know, having, I'd say that like the next tier of decentralization is, you know, broader distribution and ownership. And so, you know, when we... Uh, did that, you know, the original UV airdrop, right? A big part of that was giving, uh, you know, a lot of ownership uh, to the early, you know, community members and users. And so now, you know, the, the, there's you know, further decentralization of, of that uh, part of things. So Uniswap Labs, um, and then, you know, out of the Uniswap governance system, we've had a whole bunch of separate independent teams and projects spin up uh, with direct funding from, from the governance system and uh, that report back to the governance system. Uh, so, you know, the most popular, or i say like the most successful uh, initiative probably to come out of governance, although there's been a whole bunch, uh, is probably Uniswap Grants Program, uh, which, you know, was, is led by uh, Ken, who, you know, before used to lead the Ethereum Foundation uh, Grants Program. Uh, it was actually a funny story about Ken. He was on the grants committee that helped get Uniswap its original grant uh, from the Ethereum Foundation back in, 20, uh, in 2018. Um, and so now, you know, he's leading the Uniswap Grants Program. Uh since, you know, he, he put a proposal directly to the, to the token holders and governance system um, and received some funding. And since then he's allocated out to a, I believe a hundred they just put out a retrospective, I believe 120 different uh, projects in the, in the ecosystem, teams all around the world that are all building different interfaces, education, uh, tools, you know, uh, strategy, liquidity strategies, all these different things built on top of the UNISWAP protocol. Um, so UNISWAP Labs, uh, you know, and you can almost imagine if you look at the Ethereum ecosystem, the role of governance is similar to almost like the role of the Ethereum Foundation within Ethereum. Um, and then, uh, you know, Uniswap Labs is actually a little bit more of, of something that looks like a little bit more like ConsenSys uh, in that we're building, we, you know, ConsenSys also has core development uh, contributors um, and, and teams. But uh, in addition, you know, ConsenSys is building a whole bunch of products that are built on top of uh, Ethereum that, that are valuable for the Ethereum ecosystem um, you know, mutually beneficial, right? They succeed if Ethereum succeeds, but, it, you know, Ethereum also succeeds with, with uh, you know, the, the addition of their products, such as Infura, MetaMask, and all that. Um, and so very similarly, you know, Uniswap Labs, uh, the company, uh, we have some, you know, smart contract developers, but, you know, in addition, we are also uh, building a number of products on top of, the, you know, uh, within the, the broader Web3 ecosystem um, that, that, you know, we think are, are really important to the growth of the ecosystem. And so, yeah. I mean, I can pause there if you have sort of follow-up questions. Can can keep going, um, but th- that's kind of a, a rough breakdown.
0: Yeah. Right. So we got the Uniswap Foundation, which uh, you know, Bankless listeners will remember we once uh, ran and Right. Ad- uh,
1: Uniswap governance and, and grant programs. Right. But um,
0: oh, excuse me. Uh, Uniswap. Yes. Yeah. Right. The 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 governance system, the unit uni grants, whole and all that stuff. Bankless listeners will uh, once upon a time remember the Uniswap ad that we ran on Bankless, and we got that through the Uniswap Grants Foundation, or is, the, is it Grants Foundation? Grants Grants Program? Grants Program. It's the Grants Program. Grants Program. Yeah. right. So, so we they, they a grant. submit
1: governance proposals directly to the right. governance system.
0: Right. Um, and so yeah. like that's and how vote on that. And that's how like the ad, the Uniswap uh, ad, came on Bankless. But we didn't go to Uniswap Labs for that. We went to Uniswap Grants for that, and that was answered by the Uni token holders. The Uniswap lab side of things kind of seems like um, a product software layer on top of Uniswap. In the same way that you like alluded to consensus is like a product layer on top of Ethereum, but there isn't actually like one core consensus product. There are many, many, many products that are built by consensus around the Ethereum ecosystem and same, could I extrapolate that to Uniswap Labs too? As in there are many, many, many products being built by Uniswap Labs that will surround Uniswap the protocol. How, how do you feel about this distinction?
1: Yeah, I'd say that, um, I think that that's right, um, with the added, like I'd say that Uniswap Labs is, you know, uh, our primary product today is the Uniswap web app, uh, which is, you know, the the most popular interface. Uh, it, you know, it does around 20% of trading through the protocol, um, and you know, another, you know, 80% is done either directly with the smart contracts by arbitragers, by bots, by other interfaces. Um, so, you know, that's our primary product today, uh, and it primarily serves as an on-ramp and, and gateway to the to the protocol. Um, but I think that moving forward, Uniswap Labs is really you know, excited. Uh, Maybe one way, like one way I approach even what we work on and what we build, what we wanna do is we wanna, you know, we're not working on DeFi or Web3 or or Ethereum just for its own sake. We're doing it because we wanna add value to the world. We wanna build things that people can use that improve their lives. Uh, That's really like something that we anchor in everything that we do is, you know, is what we're working on something that will, you know, uh, be better for for society, will will be something that will, you know, be useful to users. And historically, the vast majority of of our work was on these initial, you know, protocol versions. Um, and you know, there's still a lot of protocol development and research and stuff that that we want to think about. And be, uh, but um, I think that you know, even when you look at the state of Uniswap today, the Uniswap protocol has something like 70 to 80 percent market share in decentralized exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, very few people will say like the the core blocker. To further growth of Web3 and, De- uh, and DeFi is, you know, efficiency of the Uniswap protocol, right? Uh, the, the core blocker is, you know, um, the the difficulty onboarding, you know, the difficulties in the user experience, uh, uh, people not feeling like they understand the use cases or how they can apply it to their daily life, like the, all the things that connect uh, these these core underlying protocols, which I think do are extraordinarily valuable and useful um, to their daily life. And so, I think that a lot of what we're working on today, uh, you know, especially as, as we've grown as a team, is things that take, you know, Uniswap and other Web3 protocols and make it, you know, more useful and accessible, uh, easier to use, because that's what we're working towards, right? That's the point of all of it. There's no point in anything we're working on if no one uses it. Um, and so, you know, we're looking at, at serving both like a, a consumer, user audience, um, people, you know, everyday people who want to use uh, Web3, as well as, you know, a developer audience, making it easier to build on top of you know, Uniswap and other protocols, as well as a you know, professional trading audience. Uh, so there's a lot of different people, uh, all of whom are, have various pain points and struggles when it comes to using this stuff. And so, you know, we're really excited to build a whole, a whole suite of products and, uh, and tools that, w- that will make it, you know, a lot more accessible.
0: Right. So the, the answer I just heard is that you think that there is a ton of latent potential in the Uniswap V3 code, the Uniswap V3 software that's pl- uh, that's on Ethereum, and that in order to unlock that full potential, we need some like, Web2 styled or, or just like software layers on top of the Uniswap V3 code that is built for so many different use cases. You, you listed a few, uh, just like retail access, like professional tradings and like all these other like use cases that can be built out of the protocol around with other, other utilities as well. Would that, would that be a good summary? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, Uniswap V3, but you know, also Ethereum and Web3 more broadly. Um, you know, I'd say that not 100% of everything we'll ever do in the future will be entirely on, Uniswap v three. I think that there's like a lot of other sort of uh, ways that we can add value to the ecosystem for what it's worth. It's not our first time that we've done, you know, uh, even, like you know, a simple example is like the token list project that we, we released a while, which, you know, today is like the canonical way that people uh, like create lists of ERC20 tokens. It's a small thing, but it's like a contribution to the ecosystem. And there's a lot of different ways that we can we see ourselves adding a value uh, to Web3 more broadly as well, uh, in addition to making, you know, uh, unlocking the value of, of the Uniswap protocol.
0: Okay, I think I have definitely teased the Bankless Nation enough. We've provided definitely enough context. So Hayden, let's go ahead and go right into this actual announcement. Give me the deets, give me the deets, my man. What's the alpha, What did what happened? What did Uniswap release, what's going on?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm going to start with saying that, you know, today the, the world of ERC-20 tokens and NFTs are almost viewed as like two separate ecosystems. People think of it like the NFT community, the, the Web3 community, the DeFi community. It's uh, sort of viewed as like these two separate things. Um, but, I, you know, in my view, like, I, I view to- ERC-20, let me just start with just ERC-20 tokens. Like, my re- the thing that excited me about ERC-20 tokens is that they represent digital ownership. Um, and you know, there's sort of the you know, it's almost like the file format for for digital value or something. And you know, to me, NFTs represent a, you know the same thing, right? It's just two different types of ownership, um, and they're both you know really powerful. Uh, and you know, the idea of, of of ownership uh, is, is really important to me. I think that um, you know, there's so much value that exists in the world that to me is almost like uh, like potential value. It's like You know people you know the the value of a community or uh the value of of something someone creates um you know but because of the way that like value exists today and that like uh it's very difficult to create a new asset it's very difficult to interact with new assets and if you create some new asset you have to sort of um create an entire financial system for it Uh, and different asset classes have completely different infrastructure um i guess i'm still teasing uh but i think that's okay um so different asset classes have, you know, completely different infrastructure. And if you want to build like a new asset, you have to kind of figure out where does it fit in? Uh, and, and uh, you know, some types of assets don't have any infrastructure at all, right? Um, and so, you know, to me, what's so exciting about ERC20 tokens is that they help unlock, you know, the, the ability to create new assets, uh, represent ownership, uh, you know, with the UNISWAP protocol, create markets for that ownership. You might own something, but if you can't sell it, you can't exchange it do you really own it not really that value is all like locked up um for it's worth our mission statement at uniswap labs is unlock universal ownership and exchange um which i don't think we've ever really we've teased that but i don't know if we've ever said in that way yeah, and me. you know uh universal to me means for everyone and everything in a standard way um you know ownership uh to me like so much wealth uh in the world accrues to people who own things and people who uh, are able to create uh, and, and represent the, the ownership of things. And, you know, historically, I think that a lot of um, value has accrued disproportionate to people who have early access to owner, owning something. Um, and so, you know, unlocking sort of a, a more universal form of ownership and, and, and exchange, uh, to me, will help, you know, uh, lower barriers of entry uh, to creation of value, to, to, to creation of wealth, um, and ultimately create a more fair and equitable world. And that's, you know, what I'm working towards. And that's what, you know, our, our company and it doesn't just come from me. It was like a very long process across our entire team to, to get to that mission statement and, and, um, and uh, to, to our values. And so, okay, I, I think I'm teasing enough. Uh, with that in mind, you know, NFTs are a big part of digital ownership. Um, a lot of value can't easily be divided. And that's, that's, you know, you know, where NFTs come in. Uh, and I think we're only in the, the very early days of them, and we're very early in the days of just like the interplay between the ERC20 tokens and NFTs. Um, and so that's why we're so so incredibly excited um, to you know announce that Uniswap Labs has acquired Genie. Uh, Genie, for for people who don't know, is the first or uh, was the first NFT marketplace aggregator. So I think most people know you know about OpenSea and uh, other NFT marketplaces that let you buy and sell uh, you know NFT in discover NFTs. Um, Genie basically lets you buy and sell and you know and, and uh, discover NFTs across all the different marketplaces. So you know, uh, uh, in addition to OpenSea, LooksRare, uh Coinbase NFT, um, Rareable, uh, you know all the different uh, NFT marketplaces. And so you know, we, we acquired their team. Um, there they were a, a team of around fifteen people. Um, they're they're going to be joining us, and we're going to be working on uh, unifying our two products. And building in a full NFT uh, experience directly into the Uniswap web app, um, I think you know. In, in parallel, we're going to be working to improve the experience for all our existing users, uh, token holders, or no, token uh, you know people who want to trade tokens and, and access liquidity pools, and work towards you know a, a much more unified um, experience across the two, uh, and and essentially become you know a marketplace for for all digital value as opposed to just ERC20 tokens.
0: And so uh, Hayden, you didn't just see what I was just showing on the screen, but I was just showing the the genie front end. Uh, you weren't able to see that in Zoom. Uh, and so the viewers were able to get yeah. a, a tease for that. Uh, and so I, I think the, the going back to like the statement, the vision of, of Uniswap Labs of just like democratizing ownership and access, what you're saying is that Uniswap Labs doesn't care about the form factor of ownership. It just thinks that ERC-20s, ERC-721s, ERC-1155s, it doesn't matter if it's just a token that you own. Uniswap Labs is focused on democratizing access to ownership and it's using its uh, genie by acquiring it to spread that power all across the internet. Is, it, is that the, kind of the, the high level summary that, here?
1: That That is said perfectly, probably better than I said it. Um, and I'll add that, you know, we as a team are, are bringing a huge amount of expertise and knowledge from the, from the uh, ERC-20 space. I think the NFT space is, while it's been around for a while, it's still a little bit younger in, in its earlier stages than, than the DeFi space, um, both of which are pretty new uh, things. Um, and you know, it's also not our first foray into NFTs for what it's worth. Um, Unisox, we got one here. Um, Unisox was a project we launched in spring 2019. Uh, and was, I think, the first instance of NFT liquidity pools um, you know, uh, uh, basically, NFTs that are backed by real-world assets, uh, in this case, physical socks. Um, and in NFTs, that can be kind of exchanged for using tokens. I think some people might realize they're on the bank list. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, so the Uniswap has been around for, for a long time, and it is uh, also one of the first instances of crypto fashion. And then, in addition, at the Uniswap V3 launch, uh, we had two two things that came out with, for NFTs. Um, one was the uh, Uniswap v3 launch video. Uh, we launched as an NFT um, with, with uh, Peoplepleaser, and that actually spawned Pleaser DAO mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of things that came out of that. Um, and then the, uh, the Uniswap v3 LP positions were also NFTs and uh, were basically the first or one of the first instances of on chain generative SVG uh, art. Um, and so I think that we're definitely bringing with us a lot of experience in the smart contract space. Um, a lot of kind of, uh, you know, I think we're also known for just uh, being very rigorous about making the user experience as simple and, and safe feeling as, as possible. I think a lot of people, at least to me, have come up and told me in the past that Uniswap was like the first time that, that for them, you know, crypto or web three felt like usable. Um, and so we were trying to bring, you know, everything we brought to the, the ERC 20 space and bring it with us to the NFT space. Um, so we're, we're really excited. Um, GM, yes,
0: GM, GM. Yeah. I'm about to play a video, but just a real quick. um, When we, when Uniswap launched V1, uh, it was like groundbreaking because we were all used to order book exchanges. And now like going back and looking at Uniswap V1, like fast forwarding four years or three years or however, ever long it's been three years, uh, looking back to Uniswap V1, where it was only ETH pairs, there was no concentrated liquidity. Like now it seems so primitive. And I'm wondering if we're seeing that same, not not to call your baby primitive, hidden it's made great strides. Um, but like now I'm, I'm wondering if we're kind of on that same trajectory with NFTs. Because like NFTs are also in very much need of liquidity and more liquidity tooling. Uh, and so I want you to think about that question while I play this cool, awesome promo vid that you guys threw to me a little bit before the show that kind of will help, I think, illustrate... Uh, Uniswap and NFTs in the intersection of these things uh, Podcast listeners, sorry, you're going to just hear the music But here we go All right, so there was that. Uh, so yeah, NFT is gonna get built into app.uniswap. Uh, I can't remember the URL, it just auto-populates in my browser, but the main user, Uniswap front-end owned by the labs. Uh, and so it is eventually like, uh, not only am I gonna go to the Uniswap page to swap and uh, my ERC20 tokens, but also to swap my NFTs. Is that kind of the idea?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's just a starting point, point. But uh, and also by eventually I think you should think like, fairly soon. Um I I don't want to promise a date, but um you know it's it's definitely not something that we're um that we're expecting to take you know an extraordinarily long time. I think that the first starting point is basically going to be you know adding a new tab, actually potentially two new tabs, but we can talk about uh you know people who are diligent watching the the video might have seen there are other new tabs as well. Um but you know adding a new tab for NFTs, you you can explore NFTs uh, across all the marketplaces, you'll be able to, you know uh uh you know buy them from directly within the site um you'll be able to uh list them as well bid on them uh, so yeah we, we hope for you know people who want to come into the space buy an nft uh you you don't want to think about you know which marketplace has has the liquidity that you want um so you know you can come straight to uniswap
0: beautiful beautiful now hayden there is an airdrop in this conversation uh, and so I want to pick your brain oh, yes. on that. Uh, but before we do that, that is just perfect tease to tell the Bankless Nation all about. There's an airdrop coming. So we're going to talk about that in the second half of the show right after we get to some of these fantastic sponsors that make the show possible. All right, Bankless Nation, we are back for the second half of the show. Hayden, there's an airdrop coming. Can you talk about the details of the airdrop associated with Jeannie?
1: Uh, I can lightly talk about the details. Um... So yes, one airdrop and you guys definitely succeeded in teasing that one. Um, so I'd say, you know, something that uh, we even actually saw recently um, with, with other acquisitions that have happened. Um, you know, I, I think that a lot of early supporters and, and community members, right, You know, we, we talked about this earlier, even on the show, is that, you know, the, the idea of, of, you know, rewarding and sharing with the early community members um, and participants in, in projects. And so, you know, in acquiring the Genie team, we didn't want to leave the Genie community and users behind. And so we're going to be you know, doing a, a, as part of the, as part of the um, acquisition, uh, we allocated a bunch of money to basically airdrop to historical, uh, historical Genie users. Uh, so the, the, uh, the airdrop is going to be in USDC. Um, I think it's going to be everyone who's used Genie uh, more than once. Um, is going to get at least uh, some USDC and then uh, yeah, they, they, and then they had an NFT uh, that they had released a while ago and some people who own their NFTs will, will get a little bit more. Um, but you know, full details will be announced soon. You can't farm this airdrop. We have a, you know, we, we uh, checkpointed it to before we made the decision to do it, just like with the, uh, the Uni launch. And so, um, you know, no way to farm it, um, but, you know, all, all the early users of Gini are, will, will be uh, rewarded um, and sharing and sharing the value.
0: So what's the, uh, this is the first airdrop that I've heard that is of a stable coin rather than like a brand new native token. So like, there's literally just, uh, not a valueless governance token being airdropped straight up like cash. Can you talk about a little bit about that choice?
1: Yeah. I think that like, you know, um, historical Genie users can choose what, what they want to do, right. If they want to, you know. Uh, cash it out to their bank account. Um, if they want to, you know, uh, buy ETH to reimburse for the gas that they spent in the early days, if they wanna buy uni, if they wanna, whatever they wanna do, um, they can do it. Um, and so I think it's just about, you know, giving the the recipients, uh, you know, a choice. It definitely made some of the accounting easier in terms of our, uh, on our end. Um, and yeah, we really just wanted to, you know, reward the, the early Genie users and, and then they can choose. Um, because there's no, uh, you know, like the the Genie protocol is more of a routing protocol. It's not a liquidity protocol itself, and they didn't have their own token, so um, doing it in USDC uh, seemed to make the most sense.
0: But why do an airdrop at all uh, if this was like a private acquisition of Uniswap Labs from another private company? Like why why pay the community any money at all?
1: Uh, because again, you know, uh, where did the value in Genie uh, come from? Where did where did uh, you know how did Genie uh, get to where it was? It was off. It's you know. It was it was because of its early users, its early community members and supporters. And so you know, when we acquired Genie, uh, we wanted to reward the early users and supporters of Genie um, rather than you know, simple, like obviously the the Genie team members and and uh, founder and stuff got you know uh, were, were rewarded. Uh, but we also wanted to make sure that that some some of the, the value was set aside for the early community members who who uh, you know used it as well. And um, you know if they if they uh, you know come along and, and become you know uniswap nft uh community members and we're, we're very happy and, and uh would love to have them
0: is there still I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and guess you're not able to answer this question but i'm gonna head, go ahead and ask it anyways is there still the possibility of a genie token on the table
1: um i think that is highly uh unlikely um okay so i i don't think people should uh, speculate on that or or, or um yeah, that, that is highly, highly unlikely.
0: Okay. So you, you said you've acquired not just Genie the product, but also the team. I think you alluded to like 12 people. Have they, uh, now that they are a part uh, of it's, Uniswap. It's more like 15. 15. Okay. Well, c- congratulations to all of them. Yeah. I think joining Uniswap Labs is a pretty awesome opportunity, especially if you guys are growing and growing all your resources. Are they, are you as CEO of Uniswap Labs having them pivot what they are doing at all, or are they just going to continue doing exactly the same thing that they were doing prior?
1: Yeah, so we're we're fully integrating and merging our teams. Um, and by the way, I just want to shout out, like, you know, one of the reasons, like working with them uh, uh, on acquire on a acquisition over the past you know month or two has been really, um, you know, it's been really great to work with them. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have done it if if we hadn't uh, clearly aligned on on the vision and the values and the and the mission. Um, you know, there, there's uh, through, throughout all of it, their their founder Scott has been and and the rest of their team has, has been really, you know. Awesome to work with. Um, so, you know, their whole team is now working towards what we're calling the unification. Um, and, and, you know, soon, you know, soon will we'll be, you know, our, like it will, it will all be one unified team. Um, and, you know, that's really, you know, basically merging the two products. So, building their features and functionality directly into the Uniswap web app. Um, and that's where we're going to start. Uh, and so, there's definitely some work to do to get to that um uh and, and to get to sort of uh feature parity with them today in in our experience uh, but then from there you know we're going to work together on a unified web, uh unified uh roadmap across you know tokens and nfts um there's going to be one team and we're going to we're going to work towards a vision for for the uh for the app
0: well as somebody who always ends up going to Uniswap to swap my tokens uh, and then kind of gets confused. as to where I should go to swap my NFTs. I'm excited to have that kind of all put into the same space. Uh, I'm also interested to see how the pricing dynamics work out. And it's also, I think, important to note that Genie is not an NFT marketplace. It's an NFT marketplace aggregator. Uh, and so uh, that hopefully should just add just quality of life improvements, but also perhaps pricing optimizations, too, as well. Would you say that's a fair take?
1: Um, I think that we're really excited to take our, all of our knowledge and experience when it comes to trade routing and aggregation, you know, like uh, routing and uh, trade execution, smart contracts, uh, and really optimize and improve on what already exists in the NFT space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of, uh, you know, and uh, beyond that, getting to a world where, you know, you can swap any token for any NFT, uh, sell any NFT for every, any token and have it uh, be a really seamless experience. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I think that there's, that's definitely something to, you know, to look forward to. Um, yeah.
0: What else can we glean from this? So, uh, you know, I don't think anyone woke up this morning thinking that Uniswap Labs was going to acquire an NFT marketplace aggregator. Uh, so, like, how, what lesson should we should we learn from this is, like, what else Uniswap Labs is getting up to? Like, what, what else is going on in the future roadmap of Uniswap uh, Labs?
1: Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, I don't know if I can make more than one announcement today, but mm-hmm. um, I guess what I'll say is that, and, you know, don't know if I can leak all the alpha, but like, I guess, um, first off, you know, there's a lot coming for our existing users as well. Uh, there's a lot we're going to do to kind of improve the experience, um, and we really want to sort of, you know, a lot of people, as you said, use both NFTs and ERC20 tokens, and we want to really work uh, to support, you know, both of our user types, um, as well as, you know, start to to better support. Again, our early days were all about the protocol. Today, we're all about, you know, making it more accessible. And so, um, you know, I think historically, I guess this is some some alpha. I'd say historically, you know, the Uniswap web app has done a really good job splitting the difference between a lot of different types of users. Hmm. Um, What I mean by that is like, creating new token pairs, like providing providing liquidity uh, with, with a lot of capital efficiency, providing liquidity with little capital efficiency, uh, you know, swapping tokens, day trading. There's like a lot of different users for the new swap web app. And I think part of it is because there's this really simple, easy experience. Um, but I think that something that I've started to feel really strongly as well as the rest of our team is that by kind of continuing to try to split the difference, we're almost not going simple enough for the the... the the most, um, for like the, the new users, and we're not going, you know, fe- and we don't have enough features or information for the more advanced, complex users. And so I think that what we're really interested in doing is making sure that we're building, not just support, uh, you know, our, our, consumer, uh, our consumers, our swappers, our NFT users, but also our, our you know, LPs, um, the, you know, the, the, the liquidity providers, the professional traders, and just make sure that we're like building things for everyone. Um, and, and improving the experience for everyone, and so uh, I guess you know maybe something to glean is that there's a lot more coming, um, both on, on across all of that uh, as well as developers. Um, and uh, a few other things that we think about is just like um, again maybe even further out uh, when I'm thinking like years out. Um, to me, the, the just the world of Web three. To me, Web3 is like, it's just the, it's like the next iteration of the internet, right? The internet democratized, you know, information and access to information and the ability to spread, you know, share information. Um, And it did a a lot of it on the backs of standardized information sharing protocols, Um, you know, SMTP for, for uh, emails and, you know, HTTPS for websites and even like, you know, whatever the, the, you know, Stuff is behind. I forget the, what the wiki standard is, but anyway, there's all these different protocols that that are how and, and primitives people to put together to build the internet. And to me, Web three is about adding in you know ownership across different forms of value exchange across different form of forms of value, um, you know, uh, and and all the, the and, and a whole economy, um, you know, built directly into the internet. Um, and I think uh, I guess some other thoughts I have here are like. So first off, like that's, that's what we're working towards, but then I think that um, to bring it to the values that we have, again, the internet can be used for good and for bad, um, but I think everyone thinks, knows that like the internet has been democratizing in many ways and, and has increased access to information. And so I think similarly, like uh, we wanna build towards the positive use cases of, of web three. Um, I think ultimately, you know, the same way that the internet was very, um, very uh, community oriented, uh, very social, um, you know, culture is really important. Uh, these are all, you know, immensely important to Web3. And I think that, like, it's going to, you know, you're going to start to see, like, convergence. You know, today there's, like, very, a lot of separation between, like, the social platforms, the cultural centers, and and the um, financial institutions. and And I think here we're going to start to see, like, Culture and, and and ownership and community and, and so here we're going to start to see like ownership and value, um, you know, brought much closer to culture and and social interaction and uh, it's all going to kind of swirl together and um, you know we're really excited for it and I think that there's a lot you know going beyond this initial vision and what we're working towards in the short term, there's like a lot in the long term we can do to um, to start to make. Um, you know, again, like ownership and value, uh, a lot more accessible, uh, a lot more like culturally present and relevant, and and a, a lot more social, community oriented, um, and and so that to me is like a really exciting fronti- frontier. And to be honest, like uh, having you know fungible and unfungible value feels like an important, having both of those feel like a really important stepping stone to getting into this like broader uh, world of of cool things that are going to be built, and they're not all going to be built by us. They're going to be built by a whole world and community. Um, there's a lot of, you know, something that we didn't really touch, touch on uh, is like competition and competitors. And um, the thing they'll say that there is, is like so much value to be built. Uh, we, we don't necessarily view that what we're doing here as like strictly like is that like that strongly. Or to the extent that it's competitive with something, it might still really be positive some. Um, for what it's worth, that was one of the biggest takeaways for me from the whole sushi saga is that I think it was ultimately very positive some. Uh, with Uniswap, and ultimately a lot of value, uh, you know, came to Uniswap from it. And I think similarly, we're going to see that in the NFT space. While there's a lot of different teams, and they're going to all have different users, and and uh, maybe even be competing or, or not competing. Uh, in general, you know, it's going to be really positive sound. There's going to be a huge amount of value that's going to get built out of all of it. Um, and you know, there's there's just like a lot of value and cool things to go around. And so. Um, we're really excited to also just like collaborate um really closely with, with other people in the nft community uh, and world um uh, yeah and, and build towards a a better future
0: i think if there's one thing that i really uh took away from this interview hayden is that there is so much left to do that a lot of people aren't really paying attention to uh, a lot of opportunity on the table for teams that you might not have expected previously to seize uh, i did not i did not have on my 2022 Uh, bingo card, Uniswap Labs acquiring an NFT marketplace aggregator. But after you've explained it to me, it totally makes sense, especially in in the context of democratizing asset ownership. Uh, And so Hayden, I am excited to see what else Uniswap Labs has up its sleeve and also really just what the the whole entire industry has up its sleeve as well. Uh, It seems to be that the bear market really presents a lot of surface area for growth and opportunity for the people that are willing to take it. So Hayden, uh, next time Uniswap Labs uh, does something cool, you make sure to hit me up. Uh, and we will bring you back on to talk about it then. Uh, Thanks for coming on, my man.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. It's been really great talking to you.
0: Uh, and so we will get all the links and uh, for checking airdrops and claiming airdrops into the show notes shortly after this. So thank you everyone for tuning into this uh, special episode of me flying solo, uh, but I got Hayden Adams here to do it with me. Uh, so thank you everyone for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe because it's where you get all the alpha. It's where all the companies come and release all their announcements, especially if it's got an airdrop involved. Uh, and so if you have an airdrop coming your way, you make sure to hit up Bankless because we'll do a show on it. Uh, risk and disclaimers for everyone, of course. ETH is risky. Crypto is risky. NFT yield aggregators are probably... or not yield aggregators. uh, Marketplace aggregators are probably risky too At some way or another. Uh, You can lose what you put in. We are headed west. We're on the frontier. It's not for everyone, of course.